force and the forces with me. I want to force the forces with me. everyone guess what it's thursday night again and we are here at the cantina happy hour hope you had a great week we had an awesome awesome episode of nando we're going to talk about that in just a minute before we get started my name is david i am the host of the gnn cantina happy hour with me as always is debbie how are you tonight debbie oh debbie has chewy with her <laughs> doing good doing good dealing with the cat also with us tonight, as always, is Cam from Cam and Focus. How are you, Cam? Doing good. How are you? Oh, I'm this side of the daisies, so I must be okay. Outstanding. Also with us tonight, making a special guest appearance, Mr. John Ambrose. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Oh, hey. Always nice to have you on. So, tonight, before we jump into this amazing episode of Mandalorian. I want to talk a little bit about celebration. Um, we've, we, in case you didn't know, if you are within the Star Wars universe and you <laughs> shout out to Debbie for being cool. <laughs> That's like a yearbook thing. Aren't I always? Stay cool. <laughs> Stay cool. <laughs> There's someone cool in there. Where are they behind you? <laughs> no, I think the best you one was my you. cat Chewy. That's who's cool, not me. Stay frosty. Thank you. <laughs> so anyway, um, in case you didn't know, during uh, if you live in the Star Wars universe and you didn't know this, chances are you've been living under a rock. We had celebration this past weekend. A lot of good announcements, a lot of cool stuff. We talked a lot a bit about it on uh, Friday night. We had a special edition of the Cantina Happy Hour Friday night where we talked that, and we had Debbie and um, <laughs> awesome, <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> and for, uh, I guess I can show that one. I'm trying to engage and push the algorithm. <laughs> We love it. Push that algorithm. Thank Share it to all four corners of this flat earth. That's right. <laughs> um, so we had, the, they had a trailer for Ahsoka, which was, if you awesome. haven't seen the trailer for Ahsoka, go see it because it's very exciting. I get goosebumps still every time. I can't wait for this show. And unfortunately, we have to wait until August. But that's okay. If it's good, it's worth waiting for, is my opinion. So, um, we got the announcement of three new movies, which was great. Uh, Dave Filoni, Sam, is it Goodman? No. Um, um, James Mangold. James Mangold. Wow, Sam. And then the other one, I'm not even going to try and pronounce her name because I know I'm going to get it Charmaine wrong. Abode, I think it is. Okay. Charmaine Abode? Yeah. As good as any. She's a documentary she, filmmaker. She directed Miss Marvel. Yeah. There you go. She directed Miss Marvel. Uh, and then, of course, Dave Filoni 
The clouds part, the sun shines down upon Dave Filoni. <laughs> the seas part. Um, these will not be not be trilogy movies. In other words, it's not going to be a continuing story. These are, in fact, these are like all over. You've got the the the, uh, the Mangold one is happens like thousands of years before the Republic. Twenty five thousand years before the Skywalker saga. So yeah, so a long time ago, a long, long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. Um, the Filoni one happens closer to the end of Mandalorian, Ahsoka, tie, basically he said it's going to tie everything together. It's going to tie all the, the series together. And then the other one, the, the lady one happens after Rise of Skywalker and it, it actually, they're bringing Daisy Ridley back as Rey. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait to see those. Um, we got the Thrawn announcement. And I know, Debbie, why don't you tell us how you're feeling about all of this? Because we know that's a, that's a, you like That's that a Debbie one. thing. Yeah. Yes. Thrawn is probably, book-wise at least, and I, I, I liked him in Rebels too, but book-wise, the Thrawn trilogy. Holy crap. Ah. Well, well, now, now that they're... They got the announcement now, of the actor playing Thrawn. That was the big thing. Yeah. Yeah. They got uh uh is it Lars or is it Mads? Lars. It's Lars. Lars. Okay. Yeah. They're brothers, so I get to I get to I'm allowed to confuse them. Anyway. They control half of Hollywood. Yeah. So Lars <laughs> and, uh, is uh is coming back as he's he voiced Thrawn in Rebels. Yeah. And now he's coming back to physically portray the character which is great bad Mickelson only comes that... in if someone's fired and they need to replace somebody that's when you see mads Mickelson. and Our i think Saturday. i said that a long time ago that he was going to be the voice yeah a long time ago in a galaxy far far away nobody believed me um, i did we got some... it's not that we didn't believe you we just didn't think you were right that's right. <laughs> All right, I'll take that. <laughs> I want to try this because this was a new thing, but I want to try it. We're gonna we're gonna look at some of this. Hey, look here, it works. Okay, uh, the producer has confirmed that the titular Mandalorian is no longer considered to be just Din Djarin as season three explores more of the Mandalorians as a people instead of a person. That was tweeted out on Friday. On Thursday, the, the last show that we had on Thursday, I said the same thing. Go back and watch the show. I called it first. So See, this and is I how we know that Filoni is watching. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we know Filoni's watching. We so, have influenced people. I'm influence. telling you. I think they're retconning this word play because Pedro Pascal is going to leave. And it's kind of like they have to save face. Uh, the masses well, would riot if he's, I, I think they he's would. getting big for the show. They said the same oh. thing when George Clooney left ER and that ginger guy left uh, the cop show with Dennis Franz. And no, sometimes it gets bigger than the show. But you're talking and, Caruso. TV, and this is streaming TV. This is Disney. Yeah. Well, but you know yeah. what though, John, to, to for that argument, Sam Jackson's about to do a streaming on on TV thing. 
So I get it, but nobody's I think nobody's that, a, nobody's above it. If they pay, him I think, I'm not saying he's above it. I'm saying he's got a full schedule. I'm saying and his star is rising, and he's working everywhere. I know, and yeah. if he <laughs> he likes money, he wants to continue working. What else we I, got? We got um, James Mangold. This was a tweet put out by uh, or quoting James Mangold saying that his Star Wars film is inspired by Ben-Hur and the Ten Commandments. Uh, it's a chance to tell the entire story of its own, the birth of the Force, and where did it come from? How was it founded? Who was the first Jedi? So this is, he says Ben-Hur and Ten Commandments, and all I can think is like big, epic, you know. And see, that of- scares me because you, people would say that, and then people... You know, like you were thinking, oh my God, it's going to be like epic. And <clears throat> then it's a letdown. Yeah. Well, there's that. And then I also can't wait to see all the tweets that come out talking about how he killed the force whenever he tells <laughs> his story about the origins of it. Oh, I wonder if he'll touch midichlorians. Mm. Oh, God, oh, I, I hope, hope so. I no. hope so. Mm. I want to see. I want to see the absolute nuclear eruption that would come from that. George George Lucas is going to enter the studio in like a Groucho Marx uh, eye stash, eye, eye glasses and mustache, and just be like, "Let's talk about metachlorians," and then just run off. I mean, that was that was George's. Uh, yeah, what he had planned for the trilogy, and I'm like, no. I don't care where the force. <laughs> and, 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 and that's Midichlorian the microverse. Yeah, that's the thing people yeah. don't realize. Someone interviewed him, and he was like, "Yeah, I would have made it." And you guys probably would have hated it. And then he just trailed off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> next one yeah, deals with Acolyte. Uh, Lee Zhongzhe, am I <coughs> right, I hope, will star as a Jedi Master in the Ac- Acolyte. There was a lot of, uh, I think there's some in here, there's some cast photos of the Acolyte too. Um Oh, skeleton crew. Uh, that's very exciting. I've always loved the Force and its interpretations as an allegory for spirituality and God in Star Wars. So there you go. So uh, this was Skeleton Crew, which premieres late this year. They still, we still don't have a month, but being that they said late this year, my guess is probably going to be like the last week of December will be the <laughs> season premiere. Oh, Biscotti, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, You can always count on John. (laughs) Uh, Oh, here it is. This is the the cast picture for Acolyte. The the cast. uh, We've got one of the, uh, the, the big tall guy there on the right. Is there a Jedi Wookiee? We're gonna have a Jedi Wookiee in this. One. He looks surprised to be there. He looks excited to be there. And... <laughs> yeah, he's well. It's not Chewie, but he's playing another Wookiee. He's so. playing a Wookiee. I mean, that's awesome. You, if Jedi. you're tall like that, you have two ambitions in this life: NBA basketball or Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and or then maybe we got uh... maybe a Bond villain. Maybe a Bond villain, but. The only other girl I even recognize is the, uh, what's her name? Daphne, uh, played, Daphne uh, Keen. yeah, played, um, yeah. mini Wolverine. Okay. And Logan. Yeah. 
what what is she wearing exactly? Are those Jinkos cut off? Are those knees? are those like low riding Jinkos? That's exactly what I was gonna say. That's exactly what that looks like. <sighs> and they're backwards. <laughs> That's definitely a back pocket. But there's a belt there too, so it's like Is the Mac Daddy gonna make her jump? Wow. No, no one got that reference? Okay. The daddy, no, it's the daddy <laughs> Mac. Daddy Mac will make you jump, jump. Anyway. Interesting. And that's, of course, that's that's the end of my slideshow. It was just something I was messing around with this week while we were talking. But uh, anyway, a lot of cool stuff coming out from Celebration. A lot of, a lot of cool stuff coming out for Star Wars. We get Ahsoka in Ju uh, June. August. June. August. Yeah. And then uh, Skeleton Crew in probably late. late late this year. Late November, early December. Um, Acolyte and I think that's it. Oh, Bad Batch. Bad Batch has got one more season. Three seasons and, of the Bad Batch. And or season two next year. And or season two is also next year. And we're they're, also they're, getting... They are currently filming that, by the way. Uh, we're also getting another season of Visions. And another season of Tales of the Jedi. Now, they, the, the Visions, the Visions one is more than, like, the last set of Visions was, like, six episodes. And I think they said this one's, like, 12 because they had such a huge, overwhelming response. And it's not all anime. There's a whole lot of different um, art styles. They've got uh, cartoon cartoonists from the Netherlands. Uh, <laughs> the guys from Britain who did Wallace and Gromit are doing one. Oh, nice. So it's Wallace and Gromit Star Jedi Wars. Knights. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot of the, the, the trailer's online. I don't have it with me, but the trailer's online. Go check it out. It's a lot of fun. Did they say which the Jedi? First they... Oh, wow. Okay, I thought it was only six. I, I didn't. I watched like half of them, maybe. Did they say which Jedi they're going to focus on in the new Tales from the Jedi? They have not. They have not announced that. So that poses a good question. What two Jedi would y'all like to see them focus on? So, uh, and mm. in, if you say Ahsoka and Dooku, it doesn't count because they already did those two. Honestly, if it, if they're going to go Tales of the Jedi. I want them to go all the way. I want freaking Exarcoon. Oh, I want Exarcoon. Revan, uh, maybe. I'll uh, do one better. Uh, I want the uh, guy. Uh, why is the name escaping me? The guy who sanctioned the clones. Uh, um, hang on. Cypher, not yeah. Cypher Diaz. Cypher Diaz. He's been mentioned a lot. I want to see. I want to see something on Cypher Diaz. Yeah. Oh, here that this would be a good one too, Andrew. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> that Kellerman on that desk. Yep. Uh, Kit Fisto, you have some good ones there. Kit, Kit Fisto would be good. Plo Koon, I think, would be cool. Um, Boss would be cool. Oh, I can I could get that with Quinlan Boss. The weird-looking guy that was always a hologram in the uh, episodes one through three. He had Mundi. Yeah, Mundi. Yeah, that um, and actually, there's some interesting backstory on him because he's actually married, if I remember the lore correctly, and that's maybe yes. legends. But he's like, he's got several wives, in fact. Yeah, because, because part his, of his his species, species was 
almost extinct. So he was allowed to have many wives attachments so they could repopulate. See, that's why Anakin wasn't turning to the dark side. That's why he killed all those little kids. He was just trying to thin the herd so he could marry Padme. Oh, (laughs) makes perfect sense. I was really hoping they would do a Tales of the Sith. That's what I was really hoping. We don't get yes, I, no, I no, I agree, and and see that's where Xr Kun and Revan would have come in, and you could have played that one. But well, here's the thing, though. I mean, a, a Tales of the Sith series would be a bit harder to market towards the kids. Uh, yeah, I yeah. In a well, way, well, I mean, that, they're, they're starting to go that route because because Andor. Not a kids show. No. Um, I mean, uh, I mean, even the Mandalorian, you, you could argue, isn't really a kids show either. So uh, they're tiptoeing into the more mature themes of Star Wars. But I, f- I feel like if they just went all the way and did and did like a Tales of the Sith type thing, I think it would be a little jarring for a lot of the audience. Um, Maybe a little. But uh, but I th- I think that the uh, the Acolyte series is going to be a pretty good segue into something like that because. I'm hoping. I'm, uh, well, I, I want a good dark side story. We don't well, get yeah. any of those. Couldn't we I argue would... that a tales of, that tales of the Sith was kind of last season with Count Dooku? I mean, he he uh, it a started... little bit. They they touched on it, but not really. It, he it didn't really killed go a Yoda. It. He killed Yaddle. Yeah, but okay. that wasn't until like the end of his story arc. Yeah, so. it was at the very end, so it wasn't too jarring. I mean. Darth Bane animated miniseries. Darth Bane's actually been introduced into canon, so mm-hmm. that wouldn't be bad at all. Wasn't too big on his design, though. He uh, he looked like a skeleton samurai. <laughs> whereas whereas Darth Bane in the books is described as being like, you know, six feet eight eight inches tall, completely bald. Right. I'd like to see something on General Grievous. And his backstory is interesting because he wasn't always bad, but the Jedi screwed his planet over, and that's what made him hate the Jedi. Yeah, I'd so like, I'd to, like, see I'd, I'd like to see a robot. I'd like to see General Grievous before he um, before he becomes a robot and joins the Separatists. I yeah, just want to see that, that count as a tale of the Jedi, though. No, I'm just saying if we're going to do animated series and Tales of the Sith, I'd like to see them expand that into a character like Grievous too. No, we'll have Tales of the Sith and then Scum and Villainy to where we cover everybody else. (laughs) Tales of the Bounty Hunters, let's go. Yeah, hey, hey, Smuggler's Tales. Let's Mm -hmm. let's throw it all all, We'll just open all cans of worms. (laughs) All I want is IG-88's backstory. (laughs) Have one on on Greedo with his dad just saying, remember, son, never shoot first. If you do... If you do Tales of the Bounty Hunters, you could go back and retcon Book of Boba Fett, too. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Give, give some kind of explanation to how Han was able to frame jump to the side when Greedo shot at him. Yeah, right. Oh, lordy. Okay. <clears throat> so, anyway, a lot of cool stuff uh, coming out of Celebration. Um, <clears throat> anyway, we'll get to that when we get to it. Let's talk Mandalorian. Yes. Let's, yes, let's, let's talk. Yeah, Debbie, what did you think of this episode? <laughs> oh my God, so much lore. <laughs> Name dropping. I mean, we've seen Palian. Holy crap. 
I mean, it's all it's all leading up to heir to the empire. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you have not read Heir to the Empire yet, I would strongly recommend that you go doing it. It is required reading. Yes, it's Legends, but God help me, it's... It's, it's some the of the best Star Wars the best stuff the out legends. there. I yeah. get the feeling they're going to work that slowly into the lore, so... Well, and they they've, they they have, and, and the Ahsoka trilogy really confirmed it, um... I feel, and I, think the, I the feel like I bought the wrong books system. because they're all labeled Derriere of the Empire. <laughs> I think the Filoni movie will bring that all in, too. Yeah. So um, we had... Um... But the episode was fire. So. Oh, was Debbie, fire. don't. As oh, the kids Debbie, say, no. it was lit. It was lit. It was it lit. It was awesome. I hate <laughs> you for that. It My was totally ass. tubular, dude. That's more like it. See, bring back the good old 1980s slang. It nope. was so choice. No, far I out, use, man. I I use the current slang because I'm old and I love crushing the souls of the youngins. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll say it, and it's like it's not cool anymore. It's <laughs> not cool anymore. Old people said it. I thought about getting a man bun just to see if those would go away and. Uh... <laughs> Now I know how my dad. Now I know how my dad felt when he said something was fat. <laughs> so anyway, um, Andrew says yes. They introduced the live-action Paleon in this episode, very prominent in the Thrawn trilogy. You are correct. Um, there, there have actually been several mentions besides Thrawn himself. Um, you had Captain Paleon, uh, the the cloning wow. facility in the Bad Batch is on Mount Tantus. Which is where the cloning facility in Heir to the Imp. Well, the Last Command. That's the, that that end of that trilogy. That's where that cloning facility is. So they, they've they've been doing a lot of Easter eggs. Oh, pff. Ahsoka in her trailer says Thrawn has declared himself heir to the Empire. Oh, she said it. She said Whoa. it. Oh, there it is. She said it. <laughs> yeah, I literally almost crapped my pants when that when she said that. I was like, <gasps> what? I had um, to find and go back and watch it to make sure I heard right. <laughs> yeah. She said hair to the Empire. God. Um, it was about it Chewbacca. There, there was, uh, oh, um, Hux was in this uh, in this episode. Hux is he's not, he's not General Hux. He's Commander Hux. Well, that, 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 that's that. Hux's father, though. Yeah. So, um, he's working on what was it, Project Necromancer? Yeah. Yep. Ooh. The Sith Eternal! Yay! Ooh. No, right. Is it Ray Stevenson? Is it no, Ray Stevenson, Stevenson, Darth Maul? No, that's, no, that's uh, Ray, Ray Park. It's Ray Park. It's Ray, Park. Ray Stevenson yeah. is the guy in the Ahsoka trailer with the orange lightsaber. Oh. We'll have to see if I can find that and we'll bring up the... We'll have to show the Ahsoka trailer. Um. Anyway... Um, uh, so Project Necromancer which we all know that well we don't know we can strongly we hypothesize assume, we can strongly assume that they're talking about cloning uh, and in fact because he even said it uh, one of the lines was um, what the Empire needs is new leadership which is what 
project Necromancer is is doing, or something along that line. That's the reason we have Project Necromancer because we need new leadership. It was like. <laughs> No, he was referring to Thrawn because Thrawn is never present. In an, well, uh, he was referring to Thrawn and saying, you know, oh, we, we can't just keep relying on a leader that's hiding. Pro we've got Project Necromancer, and that will require new leadership. And I'm just looking at it going, they're talking about the Emperor. Do you people not see that? I thought they were supposed <laughs> to retcon the sequel trilogies. Are you people crazy? Oh, my God. It's like it was all meant to be. And then like uh, my, my favorite is... My favorite is the sh their shift when you point that out. And they're like, well, I know how it ends because there's no Mandalorians in the sequel trilogy. And it's like, that doesn't mean anything. This is about a, yeah. like, it's about Ray who has no idea <laughs> what or where Mandalore is. <laughs> there, there's no Ahsoka in the original trilogy. So, well, where we see? <laughs> like, Thank come you. on, people. It's, it's called a universe. Am I taking crazy pills? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got it's two like, brain cells rubbing together. We've got we've got the suspension of belief, disbelief here, and and what it is is you've got to you've got to think that it's a big big galaxy. So yeah, they may not run into each other, except when they want them to. I mean, it was the same thing with Home Alone Two: Lost in New York. New York is a big city. <laughs> huge the chances of kevin running into harry and lloyd were like one in millions so dude, what it, dude, i'll get off on my it's called the I suspension of disbelief you're right suspension of disbelief and i mean it's like this is a galaxy that was created and like we don't know about 99 percent of it things are just mentioned and you're going to yeah. sit there and nitpick and be like, eh, well, there's no Mandalorians in the sequel trilogy, so they're clearly going to get annihilated. Yes, and all those rebels that were in Rebels got annihilated while the other rebels were fighting on the other half of the galaxy. So, I just, again, I'm, I'm loving the fact that all these people who have been screaming retcon the, the sequel trilogy, that's what Dave Filoni's doing, and no, Dave Filoni no. is basically no. confirming it. He, he, he's doing what the expanded universe is supposed to do. Make the movies better. Right. If anything, that's, that's what, I was about what to it say. does. He's enhancing the sequel trilogy because he's answering a lot of questions that I had. So, I mean... Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> No, um, it's 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 silly, you know. But you you could serve Star Wars fans a five course dinner, and they'll complain that the plates weren't round enough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 absurd. I don't have the sound on, but I just we'll just let it play in the back. Yeah, we don't we don't want to get copyrighted. <laughs> no, we did. I, actually, we showed it on Friday night, and we didn't get copyrighted. So. We we got copyrighted last week because of uh, the Galactic Empire. Galactic oh. <laughs> Empire, we love you guys, friends of the show. Go look them up on YouTube; they're great. But if I play their music, they copyright me. So, um, yeah, this is there's Ray Stevenson and orange lightsabers. I'm hoping we get something more than. It's not Sith, but it's not Jedi, and I, I'm not. Would it be a color between white and black? 
Well, Filoni, no. said, Filoni <laughs> said in one of the uh, panels that it was kind of a, a throwback to the original Star Wars poster. If you look at Darth Vader's lightsaber, yeah. it's more orange than it is. Well, hold on, really hold on. Red. Hold on just a second, because I think, Debbie, you've got, do you have that poster hanging up behind you? Yes, you do. Other way. Yeah, look at that. I wish I could zoom in. Quick, I, I zoom in have, hands. I've got the, I've got the exact same poster hanging over there, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, it's dark, it's more orange than it is right. red. So, uh, no, his not Joris Saboth. It's, uh, gosh, I can't even think of it. He, they gave him a Balin. name. Balin. 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 Balin something or another. Something, yeah. So this or is, is a completely a new character. I could be a mislead. Or a misdirect. A, well, that's, when that's I saw Marvel. him in the trailer, when I saw him in the trailer, I, f- I felt like uh, uh, Kieran Culkin in Scott Pilgrim. Look out! It's that one guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's that guy. <laughs> um. Anyway, back to the Mandalorian, since we're supposed to be talking about that. Oh, yeah, we're we are? A lot of fun. Yeah, I know. We're all over the place. Uh, I'm piggledy piggledy here on the happy hour tonight. <laughs> um, we've got... He, he also asked for reinforcements for his interceptors. He asked for a bomber. It was an A-bomber or TIE bombers. And Praetorian guards. Which, again... That I, Cam, I knew you would just like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Do that. <laughs> as soon as I heard that, I, w- I was like, oh, the rumors were true. Are they going to explain why he was dressed like Darth Vader? They kind of did. We'll get to that. Yeah. But he's always dressed like Darth Vader. Yeah, but I, I never noticed the uh, chest plate before. Well, he, he had something similar in, in the first couple of seasons of Mando. Right. Yeah, I think he is constantly upgrading because this guy, Moff Gideon, he is it's, a fanboy who obsesses over everything. I mean, he obsesses over the Mandos. There's talk that he might even be a Mando. Uh, the helmet is throwing me off because, gee whiz, it's it horned. looks just like... It looks like the mall helmet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's got the red right. in it. So uh, yeah. And the best improvement to this armor is that I'm in it. <laughs> I thought died when he said that. I was like, much. Uh, to, to, to be fair, to be fair, Carlo Esposito is the best thing about anything he wears. He always looks nice when he's out and about. <laughs> um so anyway, then we get the Mandalorians, or they've decided to go back to... Well, actually, before they even decide to go back to Mandalore, Bo-Katan has got to uh, convince them all to work together to reclaim Mandalore. Yeah, I've got a theory about this, and I'll let all of you go first, but um, I, I developed kind of a theory by the end of the episode about okay. this after... Yeah, False. Which got- Okay, so 
when they go back, no. when they go back from what you, what'd you say? Mephisto. Um, <laughs> when they go back to Mandalore, right? And they find the, I don't know what to call them, Mandalorian pirates. Um, and they're all dining together. And Bo-Katan admits that she made a raw deal with um, uh, Bob Gideon, right? Right. And she says he betrayed her and uh, annihilated most of the Mandalorians. I think the armorer may have made the same deal. Because if you'll notice, shortly after that speech, the armor's like, these guys need to go back to the sick bay. I'm getting out of here. And then she <laughs> leaves. And then all of a sudden, this territory that she's been telling everybody not to go to because it's contaminated is discovered to be like the a, a general motors plant for tie fighters yeah and um so i think that either the armorer is saving her own skin or the armorer got a raw deal but i don't think the armorer's hands are clean in any of this because no one would go on that planet without her knowing and so that's I don't think the I think something is going to develop with the armor, whether it's in the finale or in the beginning of next season. How dare you, Jacques? Um, spy, 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 I say. Yeah, Bo Bo content uh, Bo Bo convinces all the Mandalorians to to pack up and leave. Which, by the way, the the light cruiser taking off was just amazing. <laughs> I actually was watching, don't shoot me, but I was watching Rise of Skywalker today and that the scene where they're all getting ready to go to Exegol and the, the Tantive Four takes off and is flying. I just love scenes like that. Is it's this like a Catholic thing where you, you got punished for doing something bad so they put Rise of Skywalker in the VCR? No, I just started watching it several weeks ago and I only got about halfway through <laughs> and I, I hate my Disney when my Disney Plus thing says continue watching and there's a whole lot of crap on there. It's like, I got to finish. I got, Let me finish watching it and then I can clear it out. <laughs> They're telling all the priests, you don't need to flog yourself anymore. Just put this in the DVD player. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's it's fun. It's Star Wars. Dang it. It has its moments. I'm a, so, I mean, to, to, to be fair, some of my favorite character moments in the sequel trilogy are in that movie. It's just... Yeah. The stuff around it is just, yeah. Um. Anyway, so she convinces everybody to work together. They come up with this plan of we're going to go find the Great Forge. We're going to relight it. Um, and then we'll set up a perimeter and then we'll bring everybody down and we can start to take over. Uh, they get down there. There is the, the, the pirate Mandalorians, which... Man, I love that whole sequence. And and mainly because just the last couple of weeks I've been on kind of a big pirate kick. I've watched the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I've watched uh, Treasure Island, the old Treasure Island. I've watched nice. Muppet Treasure Island. I watched Swiss Shipwreck, Family Robinson. Moby Dick. I'm just very much into a seafaring mode. And so when, when they showed up on this ship and then they're all running, oh, it's off the starboard bow. I'm like, happy. <laughs> Happy pills. Um, but these guys were left here. They're just they're they made it. They survived the 
the assault, and they've just been living on this uh, desolate world. Waiting for somebody to come back and get them. And everybody thought the, the world was cursed. I would like them to do a standalone episode where you see what exactly happened to Mandalore. The uh, like, the the purge like, of Mandalore. Yeah, I, I'd like I'd like to see that because it's mentioned a lot. It's kind of like they should. I, I, well, they mentioned I, it in this episode too. Yeah, I think Gideon did. Make my purge complete. But well, one, one, one thing I got to ask, what was the deal with the big monster? Oh, I have no, I, I have no they, idea. They didn't kill it or anything. It just smashed the boat and then it was gone. It was planned. It was a plan to get rid of a couple of extras. They're, they're expensive. No, it was the plan <laughs> to get them to go where they wanted to go. It was the uh, it was the only Star Wars role that Nicolas Cage would accept. Oh, of course, <laughs> that makes perfect sense. I thought it was Kevin Bacon, but whatever. <laughs> so I was just I'm, I'm I watched it I, I watched it two or three times. I watched this episode two or three times, and I'm just looking at it going, "Why was that there? Other than to smash their ship? Because that's all it, it did. Was it, it's a it was a trap. It was a trap." Okay, I thought them going down to the forge, and then all of a sudden, all the stormtroopers showing up. Which, Another by the way, that, trap. Yeah, no, that People. was an ambush. They said that's an ambush. Yeah, that's an ambush. But it wasn't a trap. It's an ambush. I mean, quinky dink. Don't you think that you know they get attacked? You know, just at the perfect place where you know they needed to go hide in a cave, and you know it leads them down into the you know. It was the force. Yeah, I'm, I'm just imagining. I'm just imagining the monster like right below the surface, with Moth Gideon standing next to it with a cattle prod. And Do as, it! Soon as, as soon as they start, as soon as the boat glides over the surface, he just goes. <laughs> Do it. Which and you had to think that Moth Gideon probably knew they were there from like the moment they landed. Oh, mm -hmm. without a doubt. So it was. Well, you, you can't be that arrogant and be stupid, or else you die. Well, and for him, I mean that, you know, because he had. He's the one that was in charge of the purge of Mandalore, according to lore so far, and because he wants to finish his purge, but you got to think what was, what was so good? Mandalorians had Beskar. You can get that on Mandalore. He can make his TIE fighters out of Beskar. He can do all this stuff. And it's like, well, no wonder you purged it. You wanted the dadgum planet for yourself. That's mm -hmm. exactly. And, and in fact, when they walked up on the on the, the the base there, the Imperial base, Luke said, that makes perfect sense. That actually is, is quite perfect because he's the one that destroyed Mandalore. And so why wouldn't he build his base there? That'd be the last place anybody would ever look for him. That's why I think the armor made a backdoor deal with them. You can mine there, you can have all the Beskar armor, but leave my people alone. And then he didn't have to worry about them when they were fractured. But once he so, figured out that they were coming together, he knew that they'd be a problem. Yeah. I don't know. So, the Stormtrooper, what about the armor of these Stormtroopers? What did we think of this? I... I almost thought that they were the uh, the uh, Imperial Super Commandos from Rebels, 
but they, they almost look like, uh, I'm, I mean, obviously, best guard notwithstanding, they almost look like prototype First Order Stormtroopers. Yeah, That's, I kind of got the same vibe from it. So, and we're it still, might have been kind of a combination. Yeah, we're still, we're still what twenty some odd, twenty plus years, twenty, twenty five ish from from uh, the Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. So, yeah, um, by the, by then the first order the first order had already been active for at least a few years, right? Because I mean they'd been active long enough for Leia to have mounted a resistance against. Them, yeah. So. Um, so you, you know, we've been through all of this and something I forgot and Debbie, I don't care if you want to call it this. That was not Grogu's first words. Oh, no. no. Okay. Okay. No. I was like, oh, Debbie's going to sit there and say that was his first word. No. But <laughs> so, hilarious. <laughs> oh, it was great. Oh, it was amazing. And no, it was not. It. Try watching that with a toddler. <laughs> I won't know. She was um, running around smashing things, going, yes, 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 yes. I was like, oh, come on. So so Grogu, they created IG-12 from the remnants of IG-11. IG-12 was more of a Gundam battle suit for Grogu, if that's a good way to put that. Um, we, we also had another uh, uh, Babu Frick on there with one line that was just completely amazing. No, bad baby. No, no squeezing. squeezing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, so so whenever well, whenever the well, what is the Anzelin? Is that what the species is called? Yeah, I think so. Something um, like that. So so uh, so that line was just the audio from the first episode put into that. Because, <laughs> I mean, the, the, the bad baby that could kind of get away with, but whenever he, whenever he said, no, squeezy! I'm like, that was the same audio! Come on, you couldn't get the actor back in to, to, no, no, to no, do no, another no. line? There was, a, there was a Simpsons episode where they talked about something like that. Where... Uh, it was the episode where Homer was playing the dog on Itchy and Scratchy. Oh. And they had the, 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 the girl voiced Itchy and, both Itchy and Scratchy, and she said, oh, and I also uh, voiced the Roadrunner, Meep. And he goes, don't you mean Meep, Meep? And he goes, no, they were too cheap to pay for two. They only paid for one, and then they just doubled it. I was like, yeah, sure. Why Don't bring the voice actor back in. We've already got a clip. We're good. That, that's the same That's the same episode when Ned Flanders just shows up to the uh, window randomly when they're talking about voice actors. He goes, and the, best thing about, and the best thing about voice actors is if someone drops out and you praise them, they won't be able to tell the diddly difference. And it's like clearly a different voice. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, they, they cut off the Imperials cut off Mando from the rest of the Mandalorians. Um, Grogu, why did why did he let Grogu go down onto the away team with them? That didn't make any sense to me. Well, they weren't. I mean, he got his battle suit, but they weren't expecting to find a full fleet of 
Imperials down there. I, I mean, at that point, what do you do? Tell him to run back alone? I mean, he did it in that. Like Debbie episode. said, you didn't expect to stumble upon a. Yeah, because they've been there and didn't run into any Imperials. And I mean, some monsters, but yeah, no Imperials. Anyway, um, they cut off Mando. They capture Mando. And they haul him off. And the rest of the Mandalorians are basically stuck. Uh, Posvisla. Oh, this. Bo. I didn't. I didn't like this. Pause. So Pause Vizsla. If you haven't seen the episode, Pause Vizsla dies. Well, he died at the end. No, he died. I, I saw that coming. I I, I didn't know that to happen. It, I know, was, but it, in science fiction, anytime a far side character starts to get a storyline and you introduce him to the family and he starts to get dialogue, it's like, yeah, this guy's gonna die. <laughs> this guy's about to go. <laughs> this guy's about to go. He's All that was missing before. was the red shirt. <laughs> like, here, meet my kids. I'm going to die in two episodes. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, I thought the way that they did it was really cool because, you know, he has that, that really cool chain gun kind of thing. And yeah. He, he just fired it until, I mean, it literally melted down in his hands. Uh, then he pulled out his uh, Vibroblade, which was really cool. Nice to see one of those in Star Wars. And he was just melee combating. And now, he, he was not fighting the Stormtroopers. He was fighting the Praetorian Guards at that point. Mm. You thought he won. And then all of a sudden, you yeah. saw the Praetorian Guards come out. They, they showed and, up. Yeah. And there was three My boys. My boys. Oh, yes. Awesome. As a, you know, honestly, uh, well, no, when the, uh, the, uh, the Praetorian started walking across the screen, you know, and you just saw from like his hip down, uh, I was, I was like, oh, it's Moff Gideon. He, he's coming to finish him off. And then, and then I saw like the, uh, the, it's, a, it's, a, it's the whip, but, but it, it was still assembled. And I saw, and I saw that it was glowing. I was like, oh, no. No, we're supposed to be retconning the sequel trilogy. Uh, God, that was so good. You don't understand. I didn't like these movies. We need to get rid of them and not make them. <laughs> and, then, and not tie and then, them together. So Star Wars Theory is going to make a video about why The Mandalorian takes place in an alternate universe. Yeah. <laughs> and their, their helmets oh, were different from... What they were in the sequel t trilogy, well, too. Uh, but, but again, you got to think you're dealing with a time some 20 years prior to that movie. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I mean for, for all we know, the Praetorians could be part of some kind of organization. Well, well I'm just saying the helmets were Mandalorian, they well, had the visor in it. The Praetorian guards also evolved, evolved from a previous guard. That guarded the emperor, didn't they? Yeah. And then, the, well, they evolved then, from the emperor royal guard, which evolved from. If you go back and watch uh, the Clone Wars, the actually, if you go back and watch uh, Episode One, the the Senate guards that were guarding Palpatine were uh, they were like that, except they were in blue, not red, yeah. and their faces and every, were visible. 
and also everyone has different uniforms. I mean, the the stormtroopers on Endor had different uniforms than the traditional stormtroopers in space. So I mean, there's right. there's different there's different types of. Well, that, that, oh, uh, that, that's kind of that's kind of why I was saying I, uh, it could be that the Praetorians are part of some kind of organization. Uh, you know, you, you have like, it, I mean, I I don't I, I I don't want to equate it to like the like how the stormtroopers are, where it's like you have this outfit for this environment and this outfit for this environment. Um, I mean, for for all we know, it could be a symbol of rank. So, well, it's kind of like look at it like the Secret Service. You have the guys with like the nice press suits that guard the politicians. And then you have the guys that have to dress like bums and figure out where the trouble is. Yeah. Like. So, uh, Andrew, I will drop your comment now because that was a little preemptive. Yes, RIP, pause this. <laughs> you don't know he's dead. Hey, this is one of those times where we actually no, saw the body. I, I was going to say it, it was pretty blatant. Darth was... Maul got cut in half. Yeah, but we didn't Paz see his body though. <laughs> Paz got stabbed several times, so I I, I like it, it was a short fight, but I loved the choreography. I loved that they were that they were stabbing the the uh, the junctions in his armor. Right. I, I yeah. Like, yes. Yes. Finally, that is awesome. <laughs> Aim for I, the soft spots. <laughs> I kind of liked how they strayed away from like actual fight choreography and made it look like an organized like wrestling match. Like he's clotheslining people and he's kicking them off clips, and he's just it. It was like brutal. Yeah. And then and then and it's like I, when the Praetorian Guard came out, I could almost hear like Jerry the King Lawler be like, "Oh no, Jairus the Praetorian Guard!" <laughs> <laughs> Do 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 do. Gideon was there. He was in his new. We talked about it a little bit. His new uh, suit made from Beskar armor with the Darth Maul helmet. He he demanded the dark saber back from Bo Katan, which I don't. I don't understand what his claim to that was. She gave it to him in the agreement in the story. Well, I got that, but he lost it. He lost it to Din Djarin, who in turn lost it to the robot monster. I mean, you turned your back on a nation's leader and slaughtered their people. I don't think you're going to accept the results when you lose in any particular fashion. Maybe he doesn't care so much about the... Man, maybe he doesn't care so much about the saber itself. Maybe he ca maybe he cares more about the kyber crystal in it. I think he ca cares about the saber because the the saber is a symbol, and the saber is basically the the saber is like a scepter. If you've got the scepter, you rule the kingdom, kind of thing. So, I think for him, it's a it's a symbol, and he has to have it in order to. I mean, you said it earlier in the episode. Maybe he is Mandalorian, and maybe. Maybe he sees it. Maybe he came from like high society Mandalore and he sees it as a legitimate claim. Maybe it's from his lineage. Maybe it's, uh, I mean, maybe it's something that will be explained, but um, he might come from a bloodline that designed it or initially owned it. And or he was he, a mall follower. Or he was a mall yeah. follower and he's he, part of a, it was, it was Death Watch that was following Maul, but they changed their name when they forgot what they changed it to, though. Maybe well, he's rela maybe he's related to the armorer, and they had a split because he took his mask off. 
You never or know. Or maybe he just took his label maker and put his name on it. <laughs> <laughs> he took his Dremel and etched his initials. In it. It's mine. Mine. He's got the receipt at home with a serial number on it. See? <laughs> I said so, that to one of my best friends when I worked at a bar. I took his uh, beer popper because I lost mine, and he carved his name into it. So I crossed it out and just put my name. <laughs> he was like, "Hey, where's?" My? I was like, "No, that's mine." He was like, "No, it's not, you idiot. Give it back to me." I was like, "Okay, I'll just do it with my hands." <laughs> okay, fine. Okay, fine. Um. Anyway, so pause died and that was the end of the episode and it was very depressing and but i got to thinking about it too and the first two seasons have had the season before the season finale the the episode before the season finale has always been rather dark and it's like oh my gosh how are they gonna resolve this you had the second season where the dark troopers were uh, Taking Grogu they flew away, down and they took they took Baby Yoda away, and Grogu. I'm sorry. Well, this is where this is where you see how someone who's from the generation of the 70s and 80s uh, really designed this because this is like a typical Nintendo boss. The episode before is the one that it's like, whoa, holy crap. Yeah, this is crazy, and then they're gonna get to the next boss, and it's gonna be kind of easy going, and then it's all gonna unfold, and you're gonna be like, Wow, okay, <laughs> this is how it ends, huh? So, and that's how they do it, that's how they did it in the first two seasons, and uh, that's how they're gonna do it in this one. But I'm interested to see what they're gonna do with uh, good old Jin now that he's imprisoned. I see, uh, I see a hefty monologue coming from Moff Gideon. Oh, of course, he has to. I'm just I'm I'm curious as to when at, at this point because I know season three is just going to end with a big bang. We've got one more episode left. It's going to end with a big bang, and I'm I'm. They haven't mentioned as to when when they're going to start filming season four, and I'm just like they haven't even. I'm already mentioned craving if there season is, four, and they haven't even mentioned if there is a season four. I thought there was. I thought they oh, said that there would be. That, the, Mandalorian's a cash cow. They're not gonna. They're not gonna give up on that one. When it stops making money, they'll they'll let it go. Well, it's already declined in viewership, sadly, and I don't know yeah, why. And I, I, again, I can't figure that out. I'm. I'm. What are your thoughts on that? Because I've I've seen a lot of things now to where it's like, oh, the first two seasons were great, and this third season sucks. But I've had a lot of fun with this third season. Uh, my my thoughts on it are, I think it's the same thing that's happening with Marvel. Is it's too much content, too fast, and you're losing casual viewers. Um, I think they're they're pumping out. They're just pumping out content. They're churning it out. They're churning it out. And it's the same thing that happened to Andor. A lot of people don't even remember Andor even existed, and they're going back and watching it now. Um. And I think I liked Kenobi, but I think the way they marketed it and what you got is what turned a lot of people off because it was marketed as an adventure between Kenobi and Luke. And then they did the bait and switch and it's the show that we got, which I thought was good. And I thought it was done very well, but a lot of people were mad at how it was marketed and how it was presented. Um, Where's Chris? We need Chris on this one because... 
Oh, Lord, well, no. well <laughs> here's, a, here's the thing. A He's got some a strong lot opinions. Of, a, a lot of these um, uh, viewership numbers are are dependent uh, on how uh, on how the show is marketed. So so whenever it, it, and we see this all the time, whenever it's not what you expect, you're going to see a decline in, in viewers simply because whenever people don't get what they think they're going to get, they get turned off by it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but 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 there's that, and there's also a mixture of uh, of a lot of different factors. I mean that uh, just like just like you said, John, uh, basically audience fatigue. There is that too, uh, or there's people who. Uh, you, you see this a lot in um, in like YouTube let's players who do like uh, you know a series uh, a, a series of videos on one game. You know the first episode will get like you know nine hundred thousand views. The second the second episode is going to get like seven hundred thousand. Third episode is going to get maybe six hundred thousand. And you, you're going to see a steady decline simply because people watch it when they're excited about it, but don't when they're not. Right. And it's also I, and I will say. A lot of Star Wars fans, you know, the loudest ones at least, I won't say the majority, I'll say the ones that cry the hardest, it'll be like, give us something different. And Lucasfilm's like, we did that with Andor. And then it's like, give us we something did that different. With the last from, Jedi. Give us something different from that. We did that with the sequel trilogy. We don't know what we want. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's so. what it boils down to, honestly. That they, they, nobody just knows exactly what they want. They could have, they could have made heir to the empire, done I, the I, done the exact storyline to it, and people would still have been mad because they didn't do it. They didn't do it right. Well, to paraphrase Cam from earlier, you could go to each Star Wars fan that cries on the internet. And you could give them a briefcase of a hundred thousand dollars. You'd be like, "Thank you so much for loving our product. Thank you so much for being so loyal." And they'll open it and be like, "These bills are out of order and wrinkled. Damn it!" Ha! <laughs> and it's like, I don't know what you want from me. Yeah, but, yeah. It, it sucks that more people can't have a reasonable attitude about it. Like, I don't like the prequel trilogy very much, but I'm still glad that it's there. I mean, and flip that, and I don't like the sequel trilogy that much, but it's part of the lore. So, I mean, you kind of have to, you know, deal with it. I like them both, and they're both Star Wars, so (laughs) that makes it good for me. I mean, I love... Star Wars is Star Wars, except for Resistance. We don't play with that. I love episodes 4, 5, and 6, like episodes 1, 2, and 3, and 7 and 9 are okay. Oh, and the that that new there's a new show coming out that starts May fourth actually that uh, Junior Junior Jedi Knights. It's a kids show. I'm already going to tell you. I'm probably not. I'm one. I'm probably not going to like it. And I'm but two. I'm probably going to have to watch every episode. So because, <laughs> uh, mainly because Samuel's into shows like that, where it's like like Spidey and his amazing friends. That's and, what my I was about and, to compare it to. That my daughter's into that right now, and, so and that's it's, exactly what it is too. Yeah. So uh, I'll probably end up watching every episode, not by my own. Like the the, the, the the most the most serious episode of that series is going to be like all those little kid Jedi banding together to rescue a kidnapped cat or something. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. we got to oh. get the cat out of the tree. How do we do it? Let's cut the tree down with our lightsabers. No. Daddy. Palpatine. 
let's use the force. Daddy Palpatine is kidnapped again. And it's going to be like Emperor Palpatine, like in a Dick Dastardly character. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get you next time, Gadget. (laughs) Okay, Debbie, did we miss anything? We're right at an hour. Uh, No, um, I mean, I have some theories. Um, Call it Debbie's theories. Yeah, Debbie's theories. Half the time they don't pan out, but you never know. I might get lucky. Um, We're still waiting on Mephisto. Yeah, (laughs) eventually. Uh, Yeah. So the episode's called The Spies, plural. So we know Kane definitely is from the beginning of the episode. At least I knew she was always working with Moff. I don't know about anybody else, but I I didn't know it was blatantly obvious. I mean, Um, it was. No, it was not. I mean, she just wanted her. She thought it was she was turning off the comfort level on the on the. Oh please! (laughs) So a yellow biscuit waiting for him. She's she's the first spy. So who are the other spies? The armor. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking the armor. Uh, possibly some, if not all, of the. I call them the old Mandos, the surface Mandos, the pirate Mandos, whatever you want to call them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, that was just all. That was That's all actually that was a very good point, because if they're navigating that planet, how do they not see any of that coming in? Oh, the, the Imperials? Yeah. No idea. If they're navigating that planet and they're living and there. They and they knew they knew exactly where the forge was. Yeah. And they knew exactly... How to? We're gonna take you right there. They would have known. Maybe they are. Maybe they are. The I didn't even think of that. That's a good poll. Because wow. yeah, I I'm just I'm just going over it in my head now, and I'm like, these guys had a ski boat, and they've been just going back and forth, and they know why where would, the forge is. Why would they, they not see this? any of this coming in? Yeah. So yeah. That that and the fact that okay, so conveniently, you know, the armor is taking all these, you know, people who are too weak uh back to the fleet, you know. Why? Possibly to take over the fleet and kill all the mandos that are on there. And who's this well, yeah. I th- I think she went back to take the so-called weak people who, I don't know, I didn't see any proof of that, and to take over the fleet. Both. I would I would not be surprised if at the end of this uh, series, I'm mean, not the series, at the end of the season, I've been watching British TV, so I called it a series. Uh, at the end of this season, if there's a standoff in the last scene between the armorer and Moff Gideon, and then the armorer takes off, her mask, and they're somehow connected with each other. Oh. Well, maybe, there's some, there is maybe some it's theories. Omega. <laughs> uh, yeah, there is some <laughs> <theories> <laughs> that um, the armor is actually, and you you have to go back to Clone Wars, uh, and I'm not sure I'm pronouncing her name right. Rusk Cast who was one of Maul's followers. Uh, she was standing right next to uh, oh, 
the Vizsla guy. I can't remember his name. Pre-Vizsla. As, oh, Pre-Vizsla. Pre yeah. So it's pre Wait, it's Pre-Vizsla and past Vizsla? Paz. P-A-Z. Is there going to be a current Vizsla? <laughs> no, his son's <laughs> name is Garrett or something like that. <laughs> I mean, it's like he said his name. It's like I was, I was like, "Well, that doesn't fit." Yeah, you have you have these people who all have the cool names, and then the kids just called Jerry, Jerry Visla. No, it's Ragnar. He Ragnar, Ragnar. He's, yeah, that's even worse. He sells cars. I like Ragnar. I think it's. Um, but you also have to wonder too, because now Debbie got the old hamster spinning the wheel in my head. Um. All of a sudden, the armor is this purist, and you can't take your mask off. And then all of a sudden, she's telling, telling Bo Katan, telling Bo, take your mask off and go get the rest of the Mandalorian. Yeah, so that was sus. I mean, I think that I'm on. I think I'm onto something with the armor yeah, being there. And I think sus. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I mean, I how could you? Like, <laughs> You're using those kids' lingo. I mean, oh, I think I'm, uh, my lawn. I'm on I think... social media all day. What do you think? I do. <laughs> oh, I care. So IDK. IDK. I mean, oh, I, I think I'm on to something with the armor, and I think Debbie's kind of reinforcing it. So. Well, and, and I think, and uh, to go along with your theory, John, of, uh, you know, she made some kind of deal with, with Gideon, and more than likely... Yeah, I mean, he's got to tie up loose ends. So more than likely, he could take her out. And and by the way, who the hell's making all these uh, suits? Who's making all the best car suits? The, Nicholas okay, Cage. So, <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Show, show you your want. I want. will never not so, bring him up. So <laughs> you want 600 best cars? You want 600 best car suits? For how many troops? Uh, no, 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 no! I'm Nicholas fucking Cage, man. <laughs> they, uh, here's the thing: is and and actually, this 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 harkens back to the the first scene to where they were talking about um, they were talking about resources and what they have available to them and stuff like that. And was it, it was it Paleon? It was one or two of them were talking to one of the other guys, and they were like, "You you're the one amassing everything for the fleet." And again, that's what I'm thinking is, okay, all I can think of is, oh, there's a big fleet of Star Destroyers on Exegol. So, hmm. And I kind of like how Moff Gideon came in and just, like, puppet mastered that whole thing. He's like, I don't think it's fair you're sitting on all those resources while all of us are wanting. Yeah. <laughs> well, and look at him. He's sitting on Mandalore. He's sitting on a friggin' planet. Full of resources. Yeah, and they don't know that. I mean, he he's playing under the radar. And when he first walked into that meeting, as he as he's walking into that meeting, you see those tanks that have the 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 cloning tanks. Yes. Yeah, and I don't think I think he's trying to clone his own stuff, and not and not for. Um, Is that how Snoke comes about? Not for. Uh, well, that could be. Not not for, not for the Palpatine. emperor, but for himself to create some kind of loyal Clone army. army. Hmm. Wonder where he got that idea from. From Cipher Diaz, duh. 
Um, let's see. I there was another another thing. No, 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 no. Yes, yes, no. <laughs> that whole scene just cracked me up. Well, okay, so there on the pirate ship, there was a fight between a masked Mandalorian and an unmasked Mandalorian. And, um, whoops, and pause. Gro- Grogu steps between the two, they're knife fighting each other. Grogu steps and says, No, no. And Bo Katan says to Den, She says, You taught your apprentice well. And he says, He didn't learn that from me. Didn't he say the same thing in the first episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't learn that from me. Oh, mm-hmm. if only the West Side Story had a Grogu, yeah. So many lives would be saved. So, nope. What else, yes. Debbie? I'm sorry, I interrupted you and came up with my own thing. Oh no, that's all right. Uh, no, that's that's my thing. Was that I think um, the armor is in cahoots. She's one of the spies. Uh, the uh, pirate Mandos. I'm, that was just too hinky. I'm too much of a clunkadink. So help me God if Boba Fett and the Power Rangers show up to (laughs) save the day. (laughs) Here's a thought, though. I got to think about this because when uh, when Din Djarin first landed on Mandalore and they were exploring things, he found Mandalorian armor. He found helmets and things like that. I mean, that was obvious. He picked one of them up and he was looking at it. So maybe those guys on the ship weren't even Mandalorians. Maybe they were stormtroopers just and Gideon said, Okay, go take this ship and y'all go out there. And maybe Crash. nobody survived. Crash course or... in history. Here you go. Let's go over yeah. all this. These are the talking points. My other thought. So the armorer being the spy that she is, or that I think she is. She is. <laughs> that she was put into place. To keep an eye on at least this small faction of Mandalorians. And then when other, well, Bo and Din, when they came around, you know, and then all of a sudden she's like, oh, yeah, you know, you, you've seen the mythosaurus. So, you know, you're, you're going to unite all the Mandalores. <laughs> I think she was sent there or she was put there specifically to spy on the Mandos, and if and whenever they decided to get together and, you know, retake Mandalore, she would report back to Gideon and let him know. But he did sound surprised when um, Kane told him that, you know, things didn't go as planned. Well, maybe she wasn't supposed to know that. That could be. I don't know. But I, I, I think she was put there to, to spy on him and to keep tabs. And I think maybe it was the things didn't go as planned because he said something about, she said, no, it wasn't the Republic, it was the Mandalorians. And he was upset about that, knowing that whoop, my wife is printing something. Knowing that um, He shouldn't be expecting anything from the Mandalorians because 
the armors in place to keep tabs on things. So, and so, what do you think they're gonna interrogate? Why did they capture Din? Din, just specifically him, and why are they gonna interrogate him? Uh, because the um, I think Moff Gideon still has a hard on for Grogu. And he didn't realize Grogu was in that robot suit. Could be. Yes, Stephanie. Yes, that's what I was about to say. To trade for Grogu. Stephanie calls it. Or does he have his own version of the Mind Flayer? And he'll wipe his mind so he doesn't remember Grogu or being part of the Mandalorians. Oh. Oh, that would be sad. At that uh, point, I would rather have a noble execution. One of the guys who plays Din, you know, one of the stunt doubles or whatever you want to call him, he put out a tweet, or maybe it was on Instagram, I forget which one. But he said this next episode, you may regret you may regret asking for more because it's gonna hurt. Oh, and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> they're gonna blow up the razor crest again. That one hurt. <laughs> I saw that happen. I was like, no. I so yeah, I, I I don't know. Some stuff's gonna go down. I'm hoping. I'm, I'm really hoping Bobo come in and try to save the day. With the Power Rangers? No. No, no. That, I have erased that from my memories. I kind of want to see Bobo come in with the Fennec just sniping people out from the distance. Yeah, Bo, Bo and, uh, Bo, Boba and Fennec. Yes, I would like to see them come in and try to save day or whatever. But that's my theories. Whether or not I need to write these down to make sure I, I, I can take credit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got it on video. You got it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Shame, shameless plugs. Debbie, what have you got for shameless plug wise? Uh, tomorrow night, I will be again on the Geek and I podcast. We are doing Federation Fridays. Right now, we're doing Picard. Another awesome episode today. So we'll be talking about that tomorrow. And then Monday on MCU Mondays. Although, no, we're not talking about MCU because there is absolutely nothing going on with MCU right now until May. That's right. MTV doesn't show music. And yeah. <laughs> So uh, we'll be talking uh, the Super Mario Brother movie. Not the Bob Hoskin one. The, the no. The one that just came out. Come on, man. He had a wall of wrenches that he really liked. John Licazamo <laughs> and Dennis Hopper. He's really mad about that movie, by the way. Um, I, I, actually, I was going to say... I'm not going to say how, but I have come into the possession, not possession, but I now have Paramount Plus, so I have been watching Picard now. I'm about halfway through the first season. So. Oh, he's the bald guy that took William Shatner's place, right? Yeah, that's the one. Okay. Uh, Cam, shameless plugs. Got anything? 
Yeah, uh, new Cam and Focus coming out day after tomorrow. Um, it was originally going to be about darker moments in kids' movies, but uh, with you know Star Wars Celebration and all of the uh, the complaints that everybody's been lodging about Daisy Ridley coming back, it has inspired me to go a different direction. I bet. <laughs> so, so it's a, it's basically going to be. Uh, uh, I, I don't want to say a rant because that that, that 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 kind of has a lot of negative implications, but it's a it's going to be a video about how about how I discuss about of me discussing how the Star Wars fandom affects uh, one's enjoyment of Star Wars. I I will agree with that just based on the title, just based <laughs> on what you said. I will agree with that. Okay, and that's day after tomorrow. So Saturday day after tomorrow. Yep. Awesome. We'll be looking for it. Uh, John, shameless plugs. Uh, yeah, I have an article I just published about um, Star Wars. Uh, been, about... uh, before before you go any further, John, there have been a lot of articles published about Star Wars over this past weekend. Well, so... if you'll let me explain, David. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> God. Anyway, this one's about how... Um, uh, I'm hoping that this Daisy Ridley movie is the close to the chapter of the Skywalker area era. I, you know, no offense to Daisy Ridley. I think I applaud her for coming back. She's giving the fans a second chance. I think we should give her a second chance. But I would like to see a passing of the torch. I would like to see the Skywalker saga closed. Close the book. It is closed. This She's is- a Palpatine who's named Skywalker. So, I, I, actually, how is was, that closed? I'm going to say yeah, this. It's closed. All the originals are gone. Yeah. Okay, but she's still a Palpatine, which is continuing the story with the Skywalker name. So? End it. No. Yes. Yes. No, I don't see it. Debbie, we've agreed on so much, and we've come so far in this group therapy. Come on. Yeah. She took the Skywalker. She took the Skywalker name because who in the hell would want to have the Palpatine name? She could have. That old lady. That old lady. That old lady didn't know who she was. She could have been like, "I play Star Fox." Yeah. No, his own son (laughs) didn't even take the Palpatine name. His own son. My name is Dirk. Dirk Lighter. Ray's father didn't even take the Palpatine name. Okay, neither did Anakin, but that still doesn't change the fact that it's a continuation of the Skywalker saga. I would well, like Anakin to see a passing of the torch. Yes, he was. He wasn't. Who's, who's his dad? The Force. And, and Anakin was conceived by the Force in response I to the growing dark side. I think you're missing the whole point of that Dark Plagueis the Wise speech, my friend. No. Um, I mean, canonically, he's not. <laughs> Mace Windows is father. Ah, there you go. <laughs> it's Mace. Oh, actually, you know what? It's Kiati Mundi. Kiati Mundi is the father. <laughs> I also, because he has to repopulate. I also, on the lighter side of things, no pun intended, um, I have an article uh, on a video game coming out either tomorrow or the next day. It depends on how much I get done tonight. Uh, I don't know if anyone's a baseball fan, but MLB, MLB the show recently released. I've been playing it. Uh, it's the best edition of the game 
They've released in the 23 years they've been doing it. They've been doing it since about year 2000. Um, and they really outdid themselves. They have a comprehensive history of the Negro Leagues, which is awesome. You learn a lot. So it's educational. It's fun. They up the gameplay a little bit. And uh, I have an article coming out about that in about one to two days. So Cool. Cool. Um, for me, let's see. I was I was fortunate enough um, last, not last night, night before last, to have a guest spot on Captain's Logs and Lightsabers. So uh, we sat and talked about um, Celebration, some of the stuff from Celebration. Uh, that's one of our podcasts here on GNN, which you can find those basically anywhere podcasts or you know apple amazon wherever you wherever you listen to your podcast just look for geek news now you'll find it captain's logs and lightsabers i don't i'm not sure exactly when the episode's going to drop but i'm sure it will be very soon um also june fan expo can't wait it's gonna be a blast gonna plug that every time just because um and then next week, season finale cap of uh, I almost said Captain's Logs and Lightsaber. Uh, next week, season finale of Mandalorian. So, which <sighs> next week's the season finale. We got one more week between, and then May the Fourth. So May the Fourth is quickly upon us. We will have visions on May the Fourth, and we will have. Young Jedi Knights on May the 4th. But I don't know that that's what we're going to talk about. We're just going to... May the 4th is going to be a, a Star Wars day. And then May 25th on the Cantina Happy Hour is the 40th anniversary celebration of Return of the Jedi. So that's our... That's our, our we'll have a... That's on a Thursday night. So we will be talking about... Return of the Jedi and nothing but Return of the Jedi, unless we go on tangents, which we tend to do. Um, could I have 10 more seconds? Sure. Okay, sorry about that. Um, I also will be attending a con in June. Hopefully, I'm waiting for my press passes to Awesome Con. going to be a great con, a lot of Star Wars people going. Uh, Ashley Eckstein will be there. Billy D. Williams will be there, among others. Uh, Phil Lamar from Futurama will be there. Uh, so nice. I'm hoping I get my... Um, I'm hoping I get my press passes approved. And at the end of the month, I have an interview with a local comic book, uh, uh, local comic book store here in Maryland, uh, Third Eye Comics, for all those people in the Mid-Atlantic area. Uh, you might know the name. Uh, Steve, super nice guy, has agreed to sit down and do a podcast with me nice. for an hour. And last but not least, I will be on the Geek Gauntlet podcast this Saturday. With Mr. William Morgan, Miss Cat Holler, and the rest of the gang. So join us. Saturday. I was there last Saturday. It was a lot of fun. Yes, he was. We had, we a, had, a, we had a blast. We went long, but we had a blast. I almost passed out from laughter. We had a good time. My wife made a guest appearance. It was crazy. Um, so join us Saturday at ten. Um, and that's that's it. Take it away, cool. Dave. Look for Geek News now on all the social media outlets: Facebook, Twitter, Twitch. Instagram, you know, wherever you are, just look for Geek News Now. Don't look for GNN because you get something else. Look I think Geek I was put News on a list. Now. It's possible. 
so that all all that being said go find us on social media like and subscribe so you can see when all of our cool shows and everything's coming out we will see you all again next week on the cantina happy hour until then may the force be with you all